Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. And Eric Carlson puts the finishing touches on his North campaign. Uh, the Sharks lose their seventh straight game, and we have some NCAA hockey to talk about. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. We cover your team every day, and your team continues to stink. Seven straight losses for the Sharks. Uh, again, another overtime loss for them. Just absolute insanity in this game as um you had four disallowed goals eric carlson continued to do eric carlson things james reimer making the save of the year um on dry sidle and just a whole slew of stuff plus at the very end of the episode we're going to talk about the NCAA, ncaa men's hockey tournament which sharks prospects are in the tournament who you to follow and a couple other guys just to keep an eye on as we roll around with draft season. So um, let's start with our beloved King Carl. Two more points tonight, two more goals tonight, excuse me. Should have had two more points on top of that. It was denied another four point night as uh, two of those points were disallowed. Had a beautiful feed to Noah Gregor uh, gone, you know, another, another assist gone, just absolute travesty, but no, all the calls were correct. Like if you look, they were all correct. Um, the Oilers guy who does his the Oilers guy who does the uh does their video for them. Uh, that man deserves a raise. Uh saved the oil might have I don't want to say saved the Oilers season tonight, but um kept the Oilers from losing a what would have been a very bad game for them. Uh if all those goals had counted, this game would have been set the Sharks would have had seven. Seven on uh Campbell. Uh side note, Campbell. Not, yeah, not a great night for him. I know they're trying to rebuild his confidence, uh, playing against the nice soft sharks, but I don't think that worked out for him uh, or for the Oilers tonight. They still got the win, but you have to, if you're an Oilers fan, you have to be worried about if Campbell has to start any games at all, uh, important games at all down the stretch or in the playoffs. You have, have to, you have to be worried about that. So, but King Carl, up to 22 goals this season, career high. Um, I don't know if he's going to get to his 100 points. It's a lot, uh, especially now with, what, 12 games left, uh, 11 games left now. Um, that that's might be a little bit much for, for Carlson um, to reach that. But we saw tonight in a game where Connor McDavid – was on the ice. Uh, Carlson continued to do Eric Carlson things and has been uh, the Sharks' best player. And I think tonight, I think he puts he puts the finishing touches on a Norris campaign. Um, 
if he gets anywhere close to 100, I mean, if he ends the season with like 25 goals and close to 100 points, I don't know how you can't give it to Eric Carlson. Um, what he's doing on this team, dragging this team to being anywhere near relevant. Um, this team without Eric Carlson would be f- around like 40 points this year. They they would be one of the worst teams in NHL history if it wasn't for Eric Carlson. And it's be really sad when he goes to, he gets traded this offseason. But I don't know how you can't say Eric Carlson is the best defenseman in the NHL. Um, If your job is to keep the other team from scoring goals, what better way to do that than by continually scoring goals and keeping the goal, the puck in your own zone and providing a bunch of offense Um, shutdown defensemen are cool and all, but like you can only ask a shutdown defenseman to be a shutdown defenseman for so long. If they're going to give up goals at some point, um, if you let your defenseman create offense, makes your life easier for your goalie, all that fun stuff. Um, makes just again, Eric Carlson's awesome. Enjoy it. Enjoy the last little bit that we have of Eric Carlson um, before he's probably traded this offseason. So it'll be really sad. But um, yeah, give him the tro- trophy. It's what a week that'd be. Uh, Connor Bedard and Eric, Connor Bedard to the Sharks. And Eric Carlson winning the Norris in the same week. That would be something special. Um, and then him traded at the draft. But anyway, we got plenty of time to talk about that. So, um, yeah, Eric Carlson was amazing tonight. Should have had four points, but who cares? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the like I said earlier, the four disallowed goals, uh, pretty insane. I've never seen anything like that. I think the Devils had three in a game earlier this year against the Maple Leafs. Uh, but one for Edmonton and three for the Sharks. Um, but again, like I said, all, I mean, the, the goal interference ones, maybe the Couture one, you could m- maybe argue that Campbell started to make interference, but at the same time, like spin the wheel of goalie interference and you never know what you're going to get. So um, the Hyman one was definitely goalie interference on, on James Reimer. And then all the other ones, they were clearly offsides. No, Gregor, go Burr for a reason. Um, and as, you know, Eric Carlson, maybe Eric Carlson a couple years ago might have been okay to keep up with Gregor there. But, uh, Eric, yeah, no, Gregor's really fast. So that's what he does. Um, but insane game. We'll dig into the numbers. We'll dig into the lines. Uh, look at the new look lines here. Talk about, and then with Andreas Johnson potentially being out um, if the Sharks going to call somebody else up here soon, maybe no Gadovich is, is starting to work his way back in. I know he's with the team right now, but still in, not practicing contact practicing. And at the very end, like I said, we're going to uh, look at all the Sharks prospects in the NCAA men's hockey tournament. And which ones? A couple guys that you need to keep an eye on as draft season uh, starts to get here a little bit closer. But before we get into all of that, do want to let you guys know about our friends over at FanDuel. Um, we are in tournament season right now. I know in your brackets probably already busted, but still, it's still the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers gain no sweat first bet up to $1,000 as bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. 
So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> this game was insane. So much just chaos in this game. Okay. Five on five. Oilers kind of took it to the Sharks here, especially a little bit of a slow start for the Oilers. Kind of felt like they were uh, sleepwalking, and then they kicked it into gear in the second period. Uh, but the Sharks were still still winning. That's goaltending right there. 57 shot attempts for the 35 in favor of the Oilers. Um, 64, or sorry, 54 to you. Uh, 45% actual shot attempts. His numbers are 32 and 27. Scoring chances 31 to 22 in favor of the Oilers. Again, all 5 on 5. 17 to 10 high danger chances. Um, expected goals for 3.28 to 2.03. That second period, like I said, um, the Oilers took it to the Sharks. They had 30. This was all 5 on 5, all 20 minutes. 30 shot attempts compared to the Sharks' 10. Um, actual shots were 17 to 8, 15 to 8 in scoring chances, 9 to 4 in high danger chances. Yet the Sharks led 4 to 3 after the the second period. Um, Jack Campbell, guys, not very good. That's a new look lines, of course, especially with uh, uh, with uh, sorry with William Eklund sent down. So. And then Andreas Johnson did leave uh, the game. Also, he uh, took a he blocked a shot, which kind of sprung the Eric Carlson goal. If you didn't see the Eric Carlson goal, sorry, go watch that. The absolute insane, just the gravity. I don't know, like just the cojones on Eric Carlson to try to the the deke that he had. Um, go watch Eric Carlson's first goal of the night. Just absolutely takes Jack Campbell's jock strap and just hangs him out to dry. There is Jack Campbell has no chance on that. Um, go watch Eric Carlson do Eric Carlson things. He's amazing. Anyway, bear band off hurdle count. They played 1442 time on ice at five on five. So they were the first line. And then you had Andreas Johnson, uh, Logan, Couture, Kevin LeBanc. And then things got a little, little mixed up after that, but uh, Zettelin, Sturm, Gregor, and then Lindblom, Lawrence, Agazino. Um, Agazino, I liked his game tonight. He, you know, didn't get to play as much. Uh, you know, again, the Lions were all screwy tonight, but um, you know, I, th I think he deserved his opportunity um, to play up with the Sharks, especially with the season he's had with the Barracuda. Great, great that Matt Benning, Matt Benning doing his best Eric Carlson pass to get to start that, and Agazino the nice little touch pass to, to get Stephen Lawrence. Um, or Lawrence going on that breakaway goal. Uh, Lawrence, man, he's he's really worked out for the Sharks here. Right? He's going to be their fourth line center for the next few years. He's he's been a great find for the Sharks. Um, does exactly what you need. You see him as the the, the PK. Um, got some hands on him. Can add some scoring touch. You know, not not a bad little piece that the Sharks got back from from for Brent Burns. So not Brent Burns, but not a bad piece. Anyway. 
Bear Man of Hurdle, Martin Cow, 1442, 10 shot attempts for, gave up 15. Again, the Sharks got absolutely dominated in the shot att- shots account or shots this this game, right? Um, total, the Oilers had 50. I guess they, they had 52. I guess they gave them 51 now. So they had over 50 shots in this game. Absolutely dominated. Um, and it's Connor McDavid. Actual shots, 9 to 11. Uh, two goals, four, two allowed. 0.61 expected goals, four. 1.06 expected goals allowed, 7 to 13 in the scoring chances, 2 to 9 in the high danger chances. So uh, they hung in there against uh, 2, 6, and 7 for zone starts. They hung in there mostly playing against uh, Connor McDavid. Um, he's pretty good. I would like a Connor McDavid type player on my team. So, um, the rest of the guys. So, Andreas Johnson, Logan Good. Tor Kevin LeBanc, 846, uh, five to nine shot attempts, four to four actual shots, uh, did give up a goal, 0.1 expected goals for 0.58, so kind of a tough night. Um, you notice whatever line Barabanov is on, that line tends to do really well, so it'll be interesting to see what Quinn does with Barabanov if he keeps him with Hurdle. Uh, for rest of the season, or if you put them back with Couture for a little bit, especially with if Andreas Johnson's out for any amount of time here, uh, looked like he hurt himself pretty bad on that block shot. So next among the kind of lines before it got all scrambled, uh, Fabian Zetterlin, Nico Sturm, Noah Gregor, 619 time on ice, two shot attempts, four, nine allowed, two to five uh, shots. Did give up a goal. Yeah. Ugh. Two, four, and five. So a lot of defense. Again, the Sharks had a lot of defensive zone starts in this game. And then Limblom, Lawrence, uh, Andrew Agazino, 437. Three shot attempts, four, six allowed. Actual shots was three to three. Did have that very nice Stephen Lawrence goal. Um, two to one scoring chances, two to nothing high danger chances. Um, and then one, two, and two for the zone starts. Yeah, I mean, you're at shuffling chairs on the Titanic when it comes to the line. So uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Gazino. Like I said, um, Gaudovich, he's traveling with the team. I don't know if he's ready to for contact yet. Sharks don't play until Thursday against the Canucks, so it gives a little bit of time. They don't have to make any decisions right away. Um, and I would assume my guess would be Jeffrey VL. I think he's kind of the next guy up who's kind of earned his spot. Um, so we'll see maybe if he plays Tuesday night, um, cause the Barracuda play Tuesday, Wednesday. So if he plays Tuesday night and then maybe he's travel, he gets, he's not playing on Wednesday cause he gets called up. That would make the most sense to me. Uh, but we'll see, see, it gives Gadovich some time see if I guess, you know how he's doing. So they have a little bit of time. They don't need to kind of rush anything right now. So um, those would be my guesses. We'll see. And then um, James Reimer, we'll talk about his night on the ice. Um, with James Reimer, I'm just going to talk about his night on the like his hockey. So um, he had a very, very busy night, of course. Um, 52 shots against 47 saves, five goals, 5.7 expected goals, uh, uh, 904 save percentage tonight, 21 high danger shots. <laughs> That's insane. 18 high danger saves, 14 mid danger shots, 13 mid danger saves, 15 low danger, 
and 14 uh, low danger saves. That dry settle one, um, you saw dry settle at the very end of the third period, right? When when the uh, Oilers on the power play, it looked like they were going to take the lead. You know, they just tied it up. Mario Farr goes to the box for um, delay over glass. Dry saddle has an open net and Reimer makes a spectacular save um, in that, that situation. So um, Reimer battled tonight. You know, I, I think he looked a little scrambly at, at some times, but I think he battled tonight um, against a insane offensive team that the Edmonton Oilers are again, uh, 21 high danger <laughs> shots against is absolutely insane in all situations. Um, you know, like, especially if you look at uh in overtime right um in overtime the again Oilers were on the power play like 19 seconds but they Oilers had 10 scoring chances in overtime compared to the sharks uh five four of which were high danger but like yeah james reimer james reimer was very very busy tonight so um another loss in the books Per Tankathon right now, so the Sharks are now four points behind Columbus. Um, right now, they're one point ahead of Chicago, and then uh, three points clear of the Ducks. Remaining strength of schedule. Columbus has got some tough games still. They do have they play. I know they play the Habs coming up this weekend. That's a big one. They play the Flyers, so there's a chance right there. Um, you know they they've got a couple a couple spots here. They're you're gonna we're gonna need the Columbus to kind of get a little gets a little luck here. So uh Sharks, they basically the only bottom teams they have left are Vancouver on Thursday. And they play the Yotes um come I think around a beginning of April. Uh then they play Calgary and uh and or sorry, Calgary and Winnipeg were both fighting for playoff spots, and they have four games against those two teams. Anaheim. Um, they play the Yotes, kind of their easy games. They play the Yotes, they play the Canucks, um, they play the Blues, and then they got a couple against Calgary and one against Winnipeg as well. So those are kind of the – and then Chicago. Um, Chicago has got some easy games here, so hopefully they can kind of build that a little bit of that lead here. So um, Philly, two against Canucks, one against uh, St. Louis, one against Washington. Pittsburgh and Calgary, who you like, you never know what those teams any given night, those teams could lay an egg. So, um, gonna need the Sharks to continue to do what they're doing right now, and that is lose a bunch of games. So, stop getting the loser points. Uh, before we look at the NCAA men's tournament, look at the Sharks prospects who are going to be playing, kind of uh, how their seasons have looked so far this year, and kind of their schedule going forward here, and then a couple guys to keep an eye on. As a draft, we start getting closer and closer to the draft. Before we get there, though, do want to let you guys know about our friends over at uh, Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, and you have to try Built Bar. You know what makes them so great? It's because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They have amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and each bar only has about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you're like me and you hate waiting for things to come in the mail, now you can go over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and grab a box today. At Walmart in the pharmacy section, they have a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or if you have a Sam's Club, go and grab a 13-bar box of their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You'll thank me later. 
or if you don't like to leave your house, check out built.com. They have a whole variety of flavors. I do actually like the variety pack because it comes a little bit of everything. So if one day you are feeling a little bit more cookies and cream, one day you're feeling more battery, uh, brownie batter, whatever, or you don't know which one is your favorite, it's a great way to try them all and figure it out. So go check out Bill Parr at Walmart, Sam's Club, or built.com today. All right, let us talk NCAA play hockey. So that starts uh, this week. Uh, actually, before we get into that, uh, let's go over the schedule here really quick. So um, we'll go over the, the Sharks players. So the Sharks do have uh, a few players. So um, Colgate, um, one Alex Young. Uh, they play Michigan on uh, the 24th, uh, which I believe is, uh, what is that? I'm trying to do math. That's Friday. Um, I'm trying to look at a calendar at the same time. Uh, yeah, that is Friday. Sorry. Um, so Alex Young, my cousin, I'm kidding. Um, who's had a really great year. He's kind of been the, the driver of that team. They're going to, so big task though, against Michigan, um, uh, on the 24th, other sharks prospects, uh, new shark prospect, Henry Thrun also playing on the 24th against Ohio state. That one's at 11 AM. Uh, the Michigan games at 5 30 PM. So if you want to try to kind of schedule your meetings on Friday. You want to catch some of the Sharks games. Um, I think all most of these games are going to be on ESPN or some ESPN affiliate. So um, Harvard, you know, they're kind of a, I think from what I've heard, they're a bit of a dark horse team. You, you know, they've, they've play hard. Um, and then Henry Thorne, the captain of that team, defensive defenseman. So they're going to, you know, kind of, keep things a little bit more tight knit and try to squeak out some wins that way um, as they play Ohio state. Um, and then Denver, the reigning champions, of course, Magnus Krona, they start on Thursday at two 30 uh, Denver plays Cornell. Um, they have kind of a slow start to the season, but the end of the season really, really turned things around. Um, and then Magnus Krona has been kind of on fire to end the season. So increasing the save percentage, a bunch of stuff. I know they had a bit of a slip up here in the, their tournaments and stuff, but um, still they're the fourth one seed um, tight right now. So those are kind of, those are all these sharks prospects. Um, so let's dig into, so that's the schedule right now. Uh, so like I said, Thrun this year, 30, so he ended his regular season with 32 games, seven goals, 24 assists, 98 shots on goal. Um, again, was the 2019 fourth-round pick from Anaheim. Uh, I think as soon as his season's done, the Sharks are going to sign him, and he will be playing. So he could be playing for the Sharks or for the Barracuda as early as kind of like mid-next week type of thing, especially if, if they get knocked out in the first round. Um, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he signed this weekend. And then he's in San Jose the following week type of, of thing. So um, he will be in San Jose soon. I, I Again, I don't think you trade a third round pick for a guy. Um, and yeah, he's going to sign his ELC. They'll burn a year off his ELC as kind of enticement to get him to come to San Jose. It's kind of part of the business of it, right? Same thing we saw with Bortolo, getting him to leave school a little early um, to come play. So I expect him, I expect Henry Thrun to be in San Jose basically as soon as, as soon as his season's over. So next uh, Magnus Corona, like I said, uh, really kind of lock things down as a season. Uh, last time we did this, 
uh, kind of mid his save percentage was at 911. It got up to 915. The end of the season was four shutouts, uh, 31 games, 219 goals against average. His actually his numbers are actually better this year than they were uh, last year, which is pretty impressive to space, especially since he's you know literally won the whole uh, thing last year. But so again, like I said, his numbers I'm pulling them up right now. Um, last year in 37 games. Two, so goals against 211, so about the same in 911 save percentage in 37 games, 28, 28, 8, and 1. So, again, his team won the whole uh, tournament last year. So, but really, really locked things down as the season uh, went along. So, um, expect I think Denver is going to be as good as Magnus Corona lets them be. So, interesting to see what he does because if the Sharks don't sign him, um, by the end of this, I think it's August 15th, if they don't sign him by then, they lose his rights and he becomes a, a free agent. Um, I like Krona a lot. I know the Sharks goalie situation is a little bit uh, nebulous going into next year, especially with the Barracuda and stuff. But I think Magnus Krona has really kind of proven himself. Um, and I would, I, I would sign him. I think give him a shot. It, you never know with these goalies, right? And he's proven himself from the, some of the biggest stages in college. Um, I would sign him Magnus Krona and let him fight for a job. If you're having E2 Strauss and Magnus Krona all fighting for a job and, you know, you can always send one of them down to if your EECHL, I'm assuming they'll still be Wichita, but you can, there's still things you can do. So um, I think he's worth taking a swing on. All right. My cousin, Alex Young, the 2027th round pick in Colgate. Uh, great season this year. 39 games, uh, 21 goals, 18 assists, 102 shots on goal. Um, again, he has been kind of the driving force for Colgate this year um, as they've, you know, making the tournament here. Um, he's still, so he only has three years. Um, so I think he can still go back um for another season i think he's only still considered a junior uh let me pull up uh colgate's uh page right now um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him um if they want him to can go back for one more year try to kind of continue improve on that or if they want to sign him um for another season uh sign him again with college kids right as soon as you sign um, pulling up Alex. He is a junior, so if he wants to go back for another season, it'll be interesting to see what Mike Greer wants to do with Alex Young. Let him come, you know, sign his ELC and come play with the Sharks slash Barracuda this year. Add some more scoring punch to the Barracuda, who could use it right now, especially as they're kind of getting guys picked away. Um, or if you want to let him go back and let him have another season and, and go dominate uh, with Colgate, but. You don't know if Colgate will be as good. This might be one of their kind of leading up to this moment type of a point. So um, we shall see. All right. A couple guys to keep an eye on. Um, one, Adam Fantilli. You may have heard of him. He's really good. Um, if you haven't checked out my Adam Fantilli, I did with uh, Hattie few actually it's been on probably about two months by now. Um, you can go check out if you want to learn more about him, but he ended his regular season in 33 games, so 27 goals, 34 assists, 129 shots on goal. He will be the second pick in the draft, and if the draft lottery, the balls 
go as they are right now. He will be a San Jose Shark come the end of June. Um, he'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, if he has a, a huge tournament here and kind of puts a nice cap on this season, um, if a team will want him to come play next year, uh, or if they wanted him to spend another season in Michigan, we shall see. I don't, we'll, we'll see, especially with Mike career, right. Where he can, and, the nice thing is you can sign him and you can let him play in the in the AHL if you want. Um, or you can let him play in the NHL either. So it's not like the the you know uh Canada, like the CHL rules, right? Kind of gives you some flexibility. But again, when a college kid once they sign that contract, they cannot go back to college. So um it'll be interesting to see what the sharks do with him, and we have plenty of time to talk about that. But um, like I said, if you haven't had a chance to watch Fantilli, this is a great time this weekend to get a chance to watch him. Um, so I will definitely be watching all the Michigan games uh, because, again, Fantilli this is a great time to get a chance to watch Fantilli. And another guy to watch here who's kind of been rising up the draft boards, um, one, Gavin Brindley. So I'll give you a little background on him. Uh, Gavin Brindley. 18 year old from Florida, which is fun. Five foot nine, 157 pound uh, right winger. He has been climbing up the boards here, kind of right now, is kind of projected as a end of the second round, early first round type of guy. A um, little bit small, five foot nine, like I said, but he's, he's, his numbers, you have to be impressed. 38 games played this year. 11 goals, 25 assists, 36 points in his first year with Michigan. Um, just for perspective, one uh, Thomas Bordalo. So in the same, in his uh, freshman season with Michigan, I'm pulling it up right now. He had, um, in 24 games, he had eight goals, 22 uh, assists, and 30 points in 24 games. So, very comparable, a little bit more goals for Brindley compared to Bordalo, um, but just someone to keep an eye on. We know, we know, my career loves him. Some college kids, so if Brindley's there late first, early second, might be someone that the Sharks are interested in. Just want to put him on the radar there. If you want some other guys to watch this weekend who are going to be in the draft, uh, here's uh, two guys here that might be sharks come end of june so that's gonna do it for me tonight uh be back tomorrow with one our bald king tony ferrari so he joins for a uh, prospect we talk about Dvorsky. um so really fun conversation with him as always hail to our bald king thank you guys for making locked on sharks your first listen you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Again, we cover your team every day. And draft season's coming. You guys know how we do the draft here at Locked on Sharks. So um, plenty of fun content. To, after uh, Thursday's episode, probably going to look into uh, a little bit of roster construction, see what the future kind of holds for the Sharks. Um potential holes for next year what what work mike greer has to do kind of just start looking at what work mike greer has to do for the offseason so uh make sure you guys are following along follow me on twitter at my fry hole follow the show on twitter facebook instagram at locked on sharks you can listen 
again, wherever you get podcasts, watch on YouTube and be back tomorrow. Until then, bye friends.